Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And, you know, I'm going to just throw out a little... Uh, <laughs> this is good. I'm just going to throw out a little this week. Um, our show, once again, I'm just going to lay it out that because, you know, oddly enough, people tell me to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, which a, is, it's an okay idea. Which is sort of strange. But, the, you know, this is the show where two uh, snooty movie critics uh, kind of get unsnooty about reviewing the movie right. and uh, try to just talk about it like regular people. And as much as we like to talk in our reviews and other places about all of the fantastic, you know, technical aspects of movie making – here we try and do it, and, and the reason we try to be instant reaction about it is that we don't want to think about it too much. We want to kind of just be like you're walking out of the theater and you're just talking about what you saw. Right. And so we try to kind of meld the perspectives and be regular people who happen to also <laughs> maybe have other things to say right. than, than every single moviegoer out there and, and give our impressions that way. This week... Um, I have to give a big shout out to Dale. Hey, Dale. Who apparently works in some level or way or whatever it is, he didn't really clarify, uh, for Creative Labs, the maker of uh, Sound Blaster stuff. Because if you've been listening to us for a long time and mm-hmm. you're awesome because <laughs> you have been doing that, you know that for like the last probably couple of months, um, we upgraded our computer that we run the show through, which created all kinds of havoc and and destroyed the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bizarrely, you can spend a lot of money and upgrade things and make things worse. Right. And that's what we did. And the uh, you know the sound <laughs> quality was not working out, and we had problems with like we couldn't take calls because we the yeah. speakers wouldn't work. You know whatever. And uh, Dale emailed me and. And it was a kind of weird thing because he sort of implied that somebody told him to email me. Like he he himself is not actually a listener to the show, or maybe he is now, but he wasn't before. Yeah. But somebody told him, somebody emailed him and said, hey. Help these guys out. <laughs> right. Right. And that's that's awesome. And uh, so somebody knows Dale, who listens to the show, yep. and uh, probably like the president of Creative Labs or something, right. sent him an email. And, right. And uh, and so Dale emailed us and said, um, duh, buy this thing. So right. it's uh, <laughs> it's like this little, it's exactly what I was looking for, and it's it's beautiful and perfect, and it's a little USB, I don't know, it's like Sound Blaster GoPro something, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just this little USB thing, and then you plug your microphone into that, and now everything is beautiful, hopefully. And not only that, but he kind of let us in to, uh, you know, I, I have to admit, at this point, I don't listen to every minute of every show we do. <laughs> I don't go back and listen to all yeah. of them all the time. So uh, apparently we even had more problems than we thought we did. I knew that it had this kind of tinny sound, and I knew we couldn't take calls and the whole thing. Right. But also it would kind of cut in once in a while, or it would just give you like for a second it would go out, and then it would do weird things. Yeah. And now hopefully everything is completely beautiful, and uh, you don't have to listen to us with the weird sound. Yeah, it would be awesome if it was like ten times worse now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and hopefully what this does now is it opens up the phone lines. So right. We, so, we're uh, hopefully – right. So the the chat is open if you're listening to us live at Blog Talk Radio, and uh, the we think we can take phone calls yeah. <laughs> at this point, and there's no reason to think we can't. So um, awesome. this week we're going to – I'm going to do a 
quick thing about the Lego movie. You didn't get yeah. a chance to get to it. I'm going to see it in a few days. And uh, we thought we would both have seen it. But, yeah. the, but the real movie is RoboCop. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not even going to, like, really do the Lego movie. Um, I'm just going to say I give it a 9 yeah. out, of, out of 10. Yep. And uh, it really was good. And here, the weird thing about it is it's way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because it turns out that it's a way different movie than they're selling. Yeah. And like so many movies, you know, all the trailers and clips that you've seen suggest one movie. Right. And it turns out it's really a much different movie and a way cooler movie. And a movie that is awesomely making a lot of fun. Of yeah. Your, uh, your average people trying to run the culture. Right. <laughs> With, uh, you know, really stupid that shows, really stupid songs, yeah, and, right. and the whole thing. I don't know. And it's and it, it's clever, and it's funny, and it's got this whole dad thing going on and, and with his son. And, mm-hmm. and it's, just, it's just so much different. Like, even the first 20 minutes of watching it, I was going, well, what is this? Because <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's not what you expect. And it's also one of those things that, you know, probably as we... You know, we say this a lot with uh, animated movies or movies that are more really trying to get kids in the seats. You know, yeah. you don't have to review it or sell it. It doesn't matter, right? I'm right. not convincing anyone to go to it. Right. Because everyone who wants to go to it has already been. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it won the weekend again, yeah. even with more new, uh, more new movies coming out yep. and nothing can touch it. And every time I've been in a theater since it came out, God Almighty! It's like it's a school field trip to the yeah. It's been you know, fun. DC Zoo or something. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's just did this you, mass. Did you guys see it in 3D? We did th- see it in 3D, and, and I will say that I don't think that's really necessary. Yeah. Okay. I, if you're going to see it, I yeah. don't know. I meant to ask you that. I, I don't forgot. know that there's any huge reason that you need to. I mean, unless it's like you know your kids just think 3D is cool it, right? yeah. and and like that. But that's cool. I, you know, watching the movie, I don't know that anything really stood out to me that I was kind of thinking, like, oh, oh well, this, be. Is, this is yeah. great, and it, it's, awesome. it's really different than if you just right. see it in 2D. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. But um, but anyway, a really good movie. And I kind of, from what I knew about the movie and what people had said from it and, and, you know, the whole thing that creates your... I don't know, feelings going into a movie. I thought maybe I'd get like a seven out of it. And, yeah. And it would be fun and it yeah. would be cool for kids. But it's actually, it's really good. That's it, cool. it, it's a solid movie. And I'm and like happy say, about that because it is it, such a commercial for your own product right. over and over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, you know, I don't know, that kind of is its own downside, even though it is why everyone wants to see it too. Why, yeah. why all the kids, you know, want to see it. And it's like you said, it's, Still doing amazing at the box office. Like, yeah, it's again, crazy. up against anything, it it goes up and it just still takes the weekend. So, right. It's it. I was surprised that it uh, kept that's it really up. Cool. Kept it up this long. You know that it's, Yeah. That's that's a lot of people going. I, you to know it. what's weird is I would have thought it would do really great next week for most places because next week is vacation right. for a lot of kids and I would think look go to the movies right, you right. know and maybe it will maybe and it'll win sure next it week will, no matter too. what right. so that's cool. Anyway, so um, so thanks to Dale. Yeah, well, and <laughs> thanks to the friend of Dale. And exactly. Who's also a friend of us, so that right. puts Dale and us together. Right, we're connected. Right. Uh, yeah, six degrees of... <laughs> yeah, right, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. No, it's really cool, because it, 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 it had popped up a couple times from people that get in touch with me, either friends or people that are related to people who know we do the show, and they hinted that things sounded, but I think they've hinted that things sounded different, um, but I think they just thought that's how it always sounded, and it and it didn't. Maybe, yeah. You know, right. so maybe it was just and like they jumped uh, in, and we always and it's sounded like that way. internet radio show, and maybe it's, it's not going to sound and perfect. It's a, right. Or listen in on the but podcast. But we we do birthday parties, awesome. exactly. so we can we can come right. live and review something for your. <clears throat> that would be funny, actually. That would be pretty cool. That would be really weird. All right, uh, so RoboCop. Now, um, yeah, and here's one that we keep getting the emails too, so yeah. we have to just do this. It's funny. Please send us your emails. Uh, you can email us at questions at com and let us know anything you want to let us know. But, you know, if you have questions or comments or anything about past movies, future movies, whatever it is, uh, 
send us your questions. We'd love to get emails and everything. Right. But one thing that we do get a lot is do the rating because, right. do, <laughs> because well, let's do it. We <laughs> have sold ourselves right. on we have on the idea, idea that we do that and then we never do it. We never so do it. Um, Robocop. Okay. Uh, you know, I can't quite get past four. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. So, so we're just throwing our ratings yeah. out and not saying anything. Uh, well, okay, well, I couldn't quite get over three and a half. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I mean, thought, I mean, the way I, you looked at me just now, well, I thought so you were going to like it a little to, bit more. We have to get like the video. We do because there are yeah well, because some dead time uh, going on because but. people really want to see us. That's the yeah. email that I really get a lot. Come on, <laughs> right? Uh, I want to be able to look at you, you guys. Know, sound like total beefcakes. Let's the, see it. The look that you gave me when I yeah said I know I was four, like, really I thought you were like I'm like seven. What's the matter with you? What's he gonna do? Yeah, and then I kind of thought I kind of thought you would be. Um, five, five and a half, little, little bit more than you were. No, I was, I struggled for a little while and as instant as we try to make this, mm-hmm. um, you know, it very rarely can be really, really instant. So, you know, uh, we saw it last night and it took me some work to get to four. So I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> well, going way over that. To be right? fair, it took me some work to get to three and a half because I fell. It was like climbing up a manhole cover. Right. Like I really struggled with giving it good. Right. And we'll get into that. And it's, so. uh, it's just the weirdest movie. And you know, <laughs> you know what, what's a funny thing? Because uh, as you do this show for almost two years now, yeah. And we That's have crazy. we have our awesome loyal fans who have been listening for a long time they and are awesome. email us yeah. semi frequently. <laughs> um, the one thing we get we have gotten a fair amount of response to, and people have you know kind of just weighed in, but yeah. they don't really necessarily say anything that's a question or talk about this more. They just kind of vote. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. They just kind of like yeah. say yay or nay and, and whatever, and which is awesome. Right. But it doesn't lead to like a question that you talk about on the show. Right. But one of the things that we do, we have gotten a lot of response to is my theory and your response to my theory mm-hmm. uh, that comes up frequently. Yeah. Where this just does not need to be a RoboCop movie. Why right. does it have to be RoboCop? It's not really in my opinion anyway. Yeah. It's not really a remake. It's it's this it's this other movie that you wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And then you said, "But if we just tweak it a little bit and change this and change that, then right. we can just call it RoboCop, RoboCop right. and we'll stick a lot of this <laughs> stuff in." Yeah. But I actually want to make this other movie. Right. And right. And I want to and you know the one of the really weird things was it was almost like someone had this movie uh, that's basically about more about robots and what are we going to let them do, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense as sort of an update because you yeah. know from the time the original one was made, people are kind of thinking different things now right. about it's a different robots. world too, right? Like so really, so you kind of update things in that way, and that's you know that makes sense. But really, for me, the movie is a lot more about. Uh, playing with his mind, mm-hmm. it's that movie which is not RoboCop. Right. Uh, that w- that whole idea of we're screwing with him right. and monkeying with his brain and yeah. stuff, that's not really a part of RoboCop. And and then so there's that movie, but we're kind of tying it in. And then the other part of it is somebody who's like got a lot of money they put into this movie said, um, you know, and make a lot of fun of Fox News. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was like I want you to just really kind of throw up Fox News and and I don't even know like Republicans in general or something, yeah. and like just make them look stupid and yeah. like and it was I was what is this? There's this whole part with I was at one point I was kind of wondering why Samuel L. Jackson agreed to do it. Yeah, because it's so weird. It's just like unless. Unless he's the guy <laughs> that, that made that, that said, "Here's what I'm going to do. Right, I'll be in your movie, but I'll, I want to be this." That's right. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe he's uh, right. all kinds of anti Fox News knows? and yeah. Republicans and whatever. And you know, not that I'm like trying to defend Fox News. I'm trying to figure out where your political socio. <laughs> I just statement think it's so in. weird. I just, well, I just think way, it's such an odd thing to that you're trying to stick in this thing where. 
the whole part with Samuel L. Jackson and these weird news reports that he keeps popping up with all the time, right? Yeah. That could like really be toned down yeah. and still be the exact same thing yeah, yeah. that you need for the movie. He's almost in a, in a way like in a different movie. He these scenes that he has and he has I don't know maybe 7 8 minutes throughout the whole amount. I mean of it's maybe yeah. 10 minutes and it's and it cut into like three or four different places but he acts almost like the narrator to the story. Right. Like you'll and get it a, you'll get an exposition. Movie, yeah. So you'll get a kick you'll get like more. an exposition about what's going on with the government and it actually sets up an interesting story. Like the one of the frustrating things for me with RoboCop is that I felt like it, at times it very much was you know, tied to the original. They couldn't find a way out of anything, so they just were like, well, what did they do 20 years ago? Let's do the 30 years ago. Let's do that. Right. But there were things that they really started to do that I liked. Like, I liked the beginning. I liked the beginning a lot. When I liked in, the beginning, When it's in too. Iran, and these guys are like... It, I, I'm actually putting one foot a little bit ahead of the other. One of the things that I really loved about the original um, was the satire. Because right. it was so... It wasn't... It's not foolishly comical like Three Stooges funny, but satire is like pointing a very ironic or you know right. pointed view at somebody's vice or, or ideology. And early on, I'm thinking, well, I don't know what kind of RoboCop we're going to get. But the moment one of the guys who is about to attack the drones, uh, the robots, right. you know, he's like, we have to die on TV. And I'm thinking, this could be satirical. This could right. be really funny, even though it's not said to be humorous, but it's a funny notion. And then it comes in with this big, like you say, Fox News. It's clearly Fox News, too. Right. Like, of this, everyone on the planet except America, because we have legislation to stop robots from working, has this great, effective, robotic-like right. relationship. And what's keeping us back? And I'm thinking, this is going to be a really smart, heady, satirical new film. Right. And in that, in that scene that you're talking about, right? Yeah. The, one of the things that was really great about it is that it was actually working at that point mm-hmm. as like a cool satire because of what they were showing. Uh, yeah. Because they're showing how right. uh, these drones come out. Everyone has to get out in the street. Right. Arms you, up. You, you, know. might, you might be, you know, <laughs> just shot down right there. If, the, if, <laughs> right. The, if there's one like, you know, flaw in the robots programming, mm-hmm. it might just take everyone out. Right. right? And and they live in like this bizarre quasi dictatorship where the SS are walking down the street pulling yep. everyone out of their houses. Yeah. And Samuel L. Jackson is showing them do it, going, "Look at how great these people have it. Right. We could have that here, <laughs> right, right. but no." And, right. And and it was really cool. Yeah. And then it went well. Even it, it took that part of what it was it, doing it, right. and went really just it went off weird the rails. But even there's moments there that set up what's going to happen later for the for the impetus of the story, or at least one avenue of it, when the you know the big monstrous robots, which look like they're supposed to be newer versions of the Ed 209, the the weird like biped creature right. that RoboCop had to fight in the first film, uh, the original film. There's one where a little kid kind of makes a finger, like he's going to shoot the robot, and, and the robot, and the robot assesses like backs that it up. takes a half step, right. assesses that it's a damage, uh, that it's a threat, but not really a threat. Right. And that is groundwork for later, because one of the arguments that they have is, you know, if a robot guns down a kid, it, what's it going to feel? Right. You know, and, and what would a real cop and, feel? And, and there's this dichotomy of emotion and responsibility, <clears throat> and, and they lay a great groundwork. It's yeah. so subtle. Right. Man. And, and, and the whole thing, they got this whole thing where the problem with getting it is this one senator who, I right. guess, rallies the rest of the senator. Who knows? But he's like the, the face yeah. of... Opposite. It's his law, right? right? It's his bill. It was his bill. Yeah, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, he's the guy who is the sort of focal point of the Senate's view, or you know, whatever. Yeah, and that's his thing. Like, what's the robot going to feel? And they want a person Mm -hmm. doing pulling the trigger and everything. And then, so the whole story goes kind of goofy. And (laughs) I should say too, we're not really running through the story because in a, a. up to a certain point, it kind of is sort of the story of yeah. RoboCop, but it's uh, a lot more uh, Michael Keaton being the giant uh, uh, head mm-hmm. of this massive corporation that builds these things, yeah. and he is trying to get it into America because that's tons more money right. to 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 go in there. And he, you know, one of the problems I really had with the movie is. Uh, you know, he's got all the money. He builds all the robots or something. And we are so kind of stuck in that other movie 
and trying to mm-hmm. make the points of that other movie yeah. where it's about Gary Oldman is the scientist who uh, works with robotic limbs for people and everything. Yeah. And, He's great. And Michael Keaton gets uh, gets him into oh, yeah. – uh, now we want to make a robot person right. because that's how we're going to sell people on being okay yeah. with the robots, you know, whatever. Right. Um, and that will like sway public opinion and yeah. and get the thing passed so that now we can do this. And, and then it, it kind of comes down to uh, Gary Oldman having to kind of mess with his brain a little mm-hmm. in order to make him – work as much as they want him to work. Yeah. And uh and the thing is they don't actually ever want him to work. Right. They want him to work enough. Right. Because what they really want is their robots. Right. They they don't want to I guess have it work out too well and then the thing would be, well we're okay with those. Right. And Only so those. you can make a bunch of those. Yeah. And right. yeah. and when uh you know when a cop is wounded enough that he's going to die, then right. you can make another RoboCop, right. and that's all that's okay, because they don't want that. They want their robot. Right. And we get kind of locked into this this other movie that we're like trying to graft onto RoboCop. And then there are things where, especially because there are a lot of parts in the movie where it's really slow yeah. for me, which I thought was just bizarre. Yeah. Uh, that was the last thing I expected from go into a RoboCop remake was that there would be huge parts where it was really slow. Mm-hmm. But um, we get so locked in that, that there are a bunch of things that really kind of make no sense. Yeah. That we're just going to gloss over them because we're trying to tell this story. And it's right. like, pay no attention to that yeah. as a uh, something to think about because just listen to the story we're telling. Right. Like, don't think and look of, at how pretty we are. Like don't, it's very... don't think about the world right. or how things are actually happening because you know, as we got like about three quarters of the way through the movie, mm-hmm. all I could think about at that point, because the movie had lost me, uh, right. like majorly lost me. Yeah. And mostly because, first of all, there's there's damn near no action in it, which is just insane. It's weird to think I of, mean, but it's true. It's I really mean, weird to think of. but it There is, is action-y stuff, and, you know, here and there, there's a couple of parts where he has to prove himself, and there's, like, action, and and there's uh, this one scene, <laughs> this one scene um, oh, damn, what's the guy's name? Um, Jackie Earl. Jackie, Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. I always want to say Haley Olaz. I know. I I get, I, there's no way those guys are his, the same. His name throws me, but... Yeah. But he was even he was great in it too. Yeah. I, I liked him a lot, and yeah. he is sort of the uh, chief commander of robots or whatever he is who works for Michael Keaton's company or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where RoboCop has to prove himself and has to go through this big thing and fight and whatever. And so he's yeah. kind of has his own place. They, they there's like an action scene there, and there's big action actiony parts at the end when he when he like breaks into the building yeah. and stuff. But other than that, there's a whole lot of not action, yeah. and it's just weird. There's a lot of and, gloss, but it's not it, – because yeah. it looks like there's a lot of action happening. And, and it, wants, there it wants to be so heady, I yeah. guess, and it thinks that it's making such interesting statements about free will yeah, and I'd heard programming that. people yeah. and, and you know whatever it is that it's so caught up in there that it doesn't want you to think about mm-hmm. anything like – uh, like two things that stood out for me are uh, at first when we're like testing him versus a robot. Yeah. And they have to run, go through this like course and, mm-hmm. and see how fast you do it. And there's bad guys and there's right. good guys and how fast you make decisions or whatever. And, and they go through the, they go through this course and they kill bad guys and they rescue hostages and they shoot all the people and everything. And then they get done and they go, Look, he was like uh, half a second slower, or mm-hmm. or like five seconds slower than the fail time for the robots, or whatever. And then they just, and then you can see the movie where it goes. Now, really harp on that a lot, mm-hmm. really fast, and don't let anyone think about it for a second, because and they just like run through it, and Michael Keaton goes like ballistic. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone yells a lot about right. how bad that is. Right. 
Because they don't want you to go, who the hell would care? Right. What difference would that actually make? Until there are other robots fighting you, <laughs> like that guy can still be five seconds off your best robot's time. He's still going to beat the right, perp, the right. human guy. And, so, and it makes no difference yeah. anyway. I mean, and it's and, – and, but they have to run with it because mm-hmm. they need to mess with his brain because that's the story they want to tell. Right, right. And then they – you know, it's like right in the movie backwards. It's like this is where mm-hmm. I want to get and do so whatever you ha- there. do yeah. whatever you have to do to get yeah. me there, and it and when the movie can't hold you, yeah. that just stands out so much and it's horrible. And the other part that was the worst thing ever because the movie forced me to think about it because it couldn't keep me engaged is you know how come Michael Keaton just doesn't take over the world? Right. He can make robots that will kill you, right? And <laughs> and he can just keep making jillions of them mm-hmm. what does he care what the law is I've, the law is i have a bunch of robots <laughs> who will kill you i've played enough risk games to know that when you see his map of domination and they show they show red blips everywhere except in america and only the united states not central america and, or anything. Yeah, it's just he's only got america those, he's, he's got, got the those world. things yeah. on the ground yeah. everywhere mm-hmm. and all he has to do is like flip one switch and, in and a, now he owns the universe in, in and a, he's worried about yeah. this law in a in goofy America. i mean you think about it you obviously come to that conclusion but in a goofy way i kind of like the satire of that too because there are there are certain viewpoints that america has that the rest of the world doesn't follow and we we suffer for them you know right. like you could argue and i'm not arguing but you could say look other countries don't have the ease of getting guns because it is kind of robotic army thing right. and they don't have the death rates that we do but we have this problem because it can get you know i i think that might have been what they were doing but it looks stupid I it don't just know, looks but so it, flat. it makes it makes no sense at all it, um, it, and in a better movie it wouldn't matter no right in, and, in but a, they in make a better it, movie yeah. there would there would be something else going on yeah. with the robots where it would make more sense. Yeah. It wouldn't uh, – somehow I – don't, I don't actually know the answer to that one, but somehow it would not just be this guy who owns the corporation right. who can you – know, who's sending them all over the mm-hmm. world, who's building them apparently nonstop. Right. And even even when uh, when the RoboCop first wakes up and he's in the big lab in Asia or whatever yeah. they make him, I mean, it's like the biggest building the world has ever known <laughs> yeah. that they're making these things in forever. Yeah. That they have they have just lines and lines. Yeah. And, you know, he has to he has to run like five football fields to get right, out, to of, get the out of the building. Right. <clears throat> And and then you're just going. Wait a minute. Why is yeah. <laughs> why doesn't he just? Wh- what are people going to do <laughs> that is going to stop him yeah. from just going? Look, I take over the world, right. and he's the only guy with a red bracelet on right. or whatever the hell the thing yeah, is. The red assist. Yeah. And he just gives the take over the world order and don't shoot the guy with the, the red what's bracelet. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except that RoboCop messes with the right. red bracelet. Well, there were there were a lot of problems for me. A lot of it was pace, uh, tone, and story primarily. There were weird things like like. <laughs> but mean, apart from that, it was great. Well, I mean, the casting wasn't bad. No, the uh, ca- you don't the like you don't like RoboCop himself, now, um, which is okay. I, I didn't think I don't, he did bad. But I, I don't like him in general, but he was he okay was good in this. Yeah. The, the, the main problem with the cast, at least as far as casting goes, has more to do with story. Like one of the missteps that the film makes for me is that they focus too much time, both in the story and on screen, on his wife, right? His wife and his kid, and they don't do anything with it. All she's there is to tearfully ask a couple questions to get him to be signed over so he can be RoboCop instead right. of Alex Murphy, and then she's a thorn in the side because they wanna. It's almost like they dance around this idea of a subplot of like familial things. Like he's not around his family, his family can't get access to him, nobody will answer her questions. And they just basically put it off literally by saying, Well, we'll just put it off. Right. And it eats up a lot of time, it breaks the tone, it breaks the pace, and it's just ultimately, as far as a story goes, a distraction. Right. Um, that was a big thing for me because I kept thinking like she's just popping up everywhere and not doing a thing but crying. Right. And and um, I think another thing that was that was really bothersome about this was the PG thirteen rating. Like yeah. I, I think that in a lot of ways the movie suffers. And we talked about this a few weeks ago, a little over a month ago when we saw Carrie. And what I said about Carrie is the exact same thing I'm going to say about this film in a way. 
the movie we saw last night has about an hour. It's got an hour and 48 minutes running time. The original Robocop is an hour and 41. The original Robocop has more heart and soul and story in a smaller amount of time that devotes itself to character than this film does if it ran five hours. Which also... Which is mind-boggling. Which also, by the way, you have to factor in that it has a lot more action stuff that's not doing right. that work. And, and I would argue the so interesting thing... It's that even shorter. This hit home... Uh-huh. Right, exactly. This hit home in a very weird way because this morning on one of, the, one of the cable channels, I think it was TNT or Spike or something, Robocop is playing. Oh, yeah. And I had it on in the background while I'm you know, cleaning up, doing things, you know, breakfast, all this stuff. It was an R-rated film for its violence, basically. Even on air cable, you know, when it's not R anymore. Now it's basically PG-13. It's a way better movie than the film we just saw last night. Right. Because what they're doing is they're taking like what they think are the most important things that made RoboCop successful and just showing it again with an updated gloss to it. Like, we can throw it through a better CGI program. Let's do that. Right. That's not really what makes a story or, or a movie work very well, but they don't, they don't trust that there's going to be a big market for it if it was R. And if it was R, there would be way more believability in things like, uh, again, one of the things that I think it hurts is that there's no villain in this film. I mean, you can say Michael Keaton is, but there's right. really nothing there. In the other film, you had Ronnie Cox, who was like the corporate villain, who was also kind of behind. There was another corporate villain, Miguel Ferrar, but then you had like the street villains who were responsible for killing Murphy first. He, it, those guys actually were characters. Like you could actually remember what they right. did and, and said. This, and in this movie, they ha- in this movie they oh, have that. they've got Villone or or Villain. I can't remember his name. Yeah. It's not supposed to be Villain, but they it's have this that guy, angle. Antoine Villone, but it's wasted. And completely. he doesn't do anything but show up, answer a cell phone, and bark an order. Right. You know, and and there's no bad guy there for RoboCop to be a foil against. There, there's no even even without I guess taking things out of the switch from the old yeah. to the new. In the new movie, there's no story to that part, really. Right. Except that except that someone at some point says, so here's the story, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. There, right. you have a story, yeah. right? But in the original one, there is. There, there is a they, story. They play yeah. that out. They mm-hmm. show him doing stuff. Yep. In this one, man, it's just like the, the crib note version yeah. of, of all crib note versions. It is, it is so short and you know boom he's dead mm-hmm. and they show the guy a couple more times right. but not in but the not. sense that he does anything it's almost just like you know we uh flash the camera on him and he twirls his mustache right and and then we move on and that's right. it and there's no building of a story to it and once he's robocop right we st- we still don't have the story to no. it and in the there's... first one as once he's robocop right it's like well, now I'm RoboCop, now I'm gonna baby. Come. Right, yeah, and... now look out. Right, and, there, and there's even still, when he's RoboCop, he has difficulty beating these guys. Like, they almost get him. Right. He has more of a relationship, and there's more character shown with this low-level punk who tries to sell him guns before he gets robocop than there is with the, the villain. Right. You know, that's, and that screams, like, mismanagement of story and direction. Right. It, it, it's funny. Like, the first 20, 25 minutes, I was kind of into it. There's a weird lull of about 10 or 15 minutes, and then like the next half hour is really strange. It's like we learn RoboCop has all these powers, and he has to figure them out. And that, and and that, that next half hour is a whole big mash of trying to do like 10 different things. Yeah. And, and it's and, only sufferable. And point at all of it. For me, it's only sufferable. I could only endure it because I think Gary Oldman is great. Yeah, and I was, thought he, he was, was he, good. He actually underplays his role which was probably a smart thing because he doesn't need to be over the top. He has to be kind of the humanity in the film. Right. Again, he's basically the assigned human uh, construct for RoboCop anyway, and he makes all the just decisions, even so far as when he's called in front of the Senate and he's like, look, I, I was in charge of this, but I messed it up. Right. At the, like at the he's end, the only right. human validator. Um, but yeah, without a PG-13 rating, this film at R, you get more villains. You get It's not about just having the bloodshed. Because I, I remember talking to someone about the film last week, and they were like, do you remember how bloody the first film was? And I said, yes, but the blood was part of the satire. Like, it was right. over the top to the point of, like, the original Evil Dead. Like, you were supposed right. to look at it and be like, that's impossible. Nobody has that much blood. Right. That, that's the point. Um, but when he gets to this scene, this is when the movie loses me. 
because it, it's just such a weird manufactured thing. I probably was actually lost a little bit before that, but right before RoboCop beget, uh, becomes unveiled to the city of Detroit, it, they pick this time in the story for whatever reason to upload the entire Detroit criminal um, statutes and missing right. cases and open cases into his memory, and he starts incorporating all the information, and you see it. This is like six minutes before he's supposed to wave and right, because, cut the ribbon. Because that's when you would do that. Right, because that makes the most sense, right? Let's, because let's, oh, by the way, let's just throw this in. Right, because we're, mm-hmm. we're not sure how this is going to affect him. Right. And, and you can tell when, <laughs> right. when they're doing it. It would be one thing if it was a total surprise yeah. that this affected him, which is just one more example of the tiny changes that you could make to okay. this and make a lot Little of tweaks. improvement. Yeah. Because if it was a total surprise that this did anything to him, mm-hmm. that would be one thing. And right. then you'd go, oh, shit, it's, he's got to go out there, right? Right. But it's not because they're right. acting like they yeah. go, hey, we have to make sure we're monitoring him very closely while we yeah. do this because we're not sure how it's going to affect him and everything. Right. And that and, and they think that makes it better, and right. it makes it worse. It makes it much worse. And, and he, he has the entire library of basically what any police officer in Detroit would have. He, and he's getting emotional because he's actually accessing his own, uh, his own attempted murder, or murder if you believe that he's dead. And, and, and even one and, of the things that I do think is good that I just want to throw in real yeah. quick is that he starts doing it by seeing other people, right. too. Right. He starts getting like emotionally invested in the fact that he's yeah. watching video footage of you know, people get murdered some clear, or, yeah, or some all these things are happening. Yeah. Right. So he, he starts getting upset. And in order to calm him, because he's about to go out, they, they say they drop his dopamine levels, or they raise them one way or the other, so he's really basically vegetated. Whatever, whatever they do, yeah. They... Whatever they did, it felt like they did to me. And I'm not trying to be coy, but at that moment, like for the rest of the film, I wasn't I, – I was bored. I wasn't engaged yeah. in any way. I felt novocained to anything right. that was happening, not only because there was no risk – there was no drama. There was no conflict. Like there was nothing but a lot of special effects that looked like a really poor version of a video game. Right. Uh, and I don't mean to say that the special effects look bad. What I mean to say is it just looked like I was playing a video game. Right. And and part of that, which also in a, and as a weird as a weird inclusion into that scene, like he goes out and he's greeting the public and he's scanning the faces, which I actually like this part. He's scanning right. the crowd because he can't help it. Now he's on auto robo uh, cop mode. And he manages to find the one brilliant genius criminal who Ooh, is like a multiple comes, arsonist, rapist, murderer who just comes to the big parade. Up, right. And I understand what they want to say. They want to use this as a moment to show how effective he is. And the scene after this where Samuel L. Jackson actually says that right, is, is right, good. Right. I really like that scene. But he doesn't have to be an arsonist, rapist, murdering. Exactly. He he can just be one guy. He doesn't doesn't have to be the world's dumbest criminal. It's basically like Charles Manson is in the scene, and they're like, "We got to get him." Right. He could. He could have easily just been. That uh, was so weak. You know, somebody who did something pretty bad. Yeah. A really long time ago. Right. Right. Where it's like, sure, he just goes wherever now because he's. He just feels completely safe, right? Right. And now that RoboCop is a machine with a computer that can access everything, he he gets caught. And that would have been great. But this guy, he's he's the devil. He's got too many things on his rap sheet to just be – to go, I'll 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 go go to the police station and see what they're doing. And they even make fun of it in the film when Samuel L. Jackson, as the newscaster, says, this guy was so bold, he's in front of two – but it doesn't work. So it's unfortunate. You know, in a time where there are so many things about big companies being corporations, acting as people with robotics, and I thought that was interesting, too, in the beginning of the film, instead of calling them robots, they actually call them drones, which is timely because we've got drones that we're all dealing with in the news. So many elements in today's real world that could have been parodied and satired and used as a springboard in some way. They they don't see that they didn't no. somebody didn't see that at they're, all. Uh, they're too interested, really. I think. See, like I said uh, at the beginning of this, I think they're way too sold on the idea of making this movie about the fact that they start controlling his mind uh-huh. and that he like breaks out of it or, right. or whatever. And and the the real place where they drop the ball there is they don't really explain anything about his mind taking back over. Right. They just, they say, just say he does. 
somehow his mind's taken right. back over or something. Right. How's he doing that? I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Run some and, tests. And it, and, and it just made it goofy. But the overall uh, story is so focused on trying to get to those places and talk about them a lot. Yeah. And have you look a lot at how he's very robotic because now we're screwing with him. Right. And what's going to happen now that he's like that? And how does he get out of it? And then, you know, he has to think about his wife and his kid a lot. And then all of a sudden he goes, hey, I was murdered. I don't know. And it's yeah. And they're so they're just so tied to that, that everything else kind of falls apart. And the the one moment in the movie for me, which, uh, you know, I I said something very similar to this not very long ago, but the the one thing for me that really kind of nailed exactly how I was feeling about the movie is, uh, and, you know, like, spoiler alert or whatever, um, (laughs) when Gary Oldman is uh, finally at the point where he realizes that they're going to kill him. Right. And uh, Michael Keaton basically, like, sells him on it. Yeah. First of all, the scene where Gary Oldman plays along is awesome. Yeah. Because he really sells playing along. Yeah. So that Michael, so that Michael Keaton will believe right. that he'll go along with it. And yeah. he, he, he really delivers that yeah. very well. And then we get to the, to the part where he's coming to break him out or right. whatever and turn him back on so that they can't kill RoboCop guy or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm watching that scene going, this should really be doing something. Yeah. And it doesn't. And it wasn't because that scene was wrong. Because yeah. I think that scene and the scene before where it's a lot about Gary Oldman and Gary Oldman has to carry a lot of it. Yeah. He was great and the scenes were great. Mm-hmm. And uh, even when, you know, he wakes him up. Yeah. And, and you know, he's like whatever drugged up sleep he goes into yeah. when RoboCop is asleep or whatever. Who yeah. knows? But he's got to come out of it really fast, and right. he's not used to that, and that's not how that works. Right. And then Gary Oldman's just going, they're coming to kill us, they're coming to kill us. Yeah. And, and, then he, and that scene was great. Yeah. But all I could get out of it was, was I was just sitting there going, you know, I should be getting something yeah. out of this really good. Yeah. And I can't because the buildup to it was trying to build up some other thing. Yeah. And, and I only paid attention to the other part instead of – like, you know, the big difference here it, for the first movie, which, you know, we're talking up the first movie a lot. It, it's not like that's really uh, among the top ten greatest movies ever. Right. But, you know, it was pretty good. <laughs> and, yeah. and the thing with that movie was it said, look, RoboCop, mm-hmm. we're going to do that. Right. And that's good enough. Right. And we'll make a right. movie out of it. Right. And this one went, okay, RoboCop. Now... I have to do like 15 other things. Right. Yeah. And not just stick with the RoboCop thing. And, you know, the weird part is you could have even had a lot of the different parts in this could have still worked together. Like even the the whole subcategory we have going on with, uh, with uh, Jackie er- Earl Haley. Haley yeah. It, his whole thing with really being opposed to him and mm-hmm. really just kind of being a jerk, yeah. I guess, whatever. That whole thing could have, you know, worked out, but they were just they were just so enchanted with their own ideas yeah. of of what they were gonna tell people about yeah. the world yeah. that then they stopped making the movie. Right. That they were right. making. And, yeah. and I don't know, it suffered so much. It, I wanted that scene to like really go oh, I, you yeah. know, I'm watching that scene going, oh, come on, it could have been something. There's, it's interesting you bring it up, because you're right. The first RoboCop, though, talked about, and I'm talking about it a lot, not just because I saw a version of it, you know, an edited TV version of it this morning, but it, it's certainly something that I think if you're going to make a remake of the film, you can, you can attach to it. You know, you can right. say, look, this is what you may have done better and what you might not have. But it's not, it's not going to be on the top 10 or 20 of anybody's, you know, legitimate list. It might be right. somebody's it might, favorite. It, it might be fine. on your like fun and screwball fine. movie list. Right. Or but it's it's like for what it is to me, it's not like Robocop, the original, wasn't an action film with a lot of, you know, themes and stuff. It to me it actually was a real fun social and commercial satire that was disguised as an action film. Right. You know, like there's this moment right before the film ends and Robocop is 
I, I'm going to say one thing before I get to that. Actually, when I because I told you this when we were getting ready to see the film um, last week, that when I, I remember seeing the preview for RoboCop um, in the theater originally, and I think it was before another action film that doesn't matter, but the audience laughed at it. Not because right. it was great, but because it looked stupid. Right. When I saw the film in the theater the opening weekend, at the end of the film, they stood up and they applauded it. They had such a great time. And I mean, this was not your, you know, the Age of Innocence or Schindler's List crowd. This was just a bunch of frat guys. Right. But it was guys. Like, but they it was, loved it. But it was fun. And, and one of the things that was interesting is in the scene where Robocop comes at the end to arrest whatever the guy, Ronnie Cox, I forget his name. And he says, my programming doesn't allow me to arrest an, an officer of this company. Right. Like that's a social satire moment. That's basically saying that if you're the 1%, you know, no cop can touch you. You're above the law. Right. And when, when he holds the old man hostage and he says, you're fired, then RoboCop thanks him and shoots him dead. Everybody stood up in the theater and right. laughed and applauded and hooted and hollered, and there's not a moment that even comes remotely close to that emotion in this no, film. No, not not nothing at even all. remotely. No. You and, know, and, and, they, guess, and they've got lots of moments that they're trying to build. They're trying to build similar right. things. I was just right. going to say that, but they, you know, they can't do it. Here's the thing that that they don't understand, and they're not going to learn from because it's going to get one good weekend and maybe do well overseas and might become cultish on video or whatever video will be in the next 10 years. But studios are going to make this mistake as long as they try to chase this PG-13 rating. And that is this. Kids who are older, um, or kids that, who can't see this without that rating, if this were an R-rated film, are playing video games and seeing things at home that are better than this. Right, exactly. Your catering to this isn't helping. In fact, what you're doing is you're making a subpar product that is disappointing, frustrating, and kind of irritating just in its right. own self-awareness for right. everybody. It, and I don't think that that, that lesson is going to be picked up. You know, no one's going right. to listen to me and be like, this guy, bring him out. He's got to be on right. He knows. But it, it's very clear that the video games that kids play now aren't rated for PG-13, and they're still playing them, and they show more violence. And, and I'm not saying that violence per se and blood have to be in this film, but I'm saying that you know, you're hamstringing yourself by not recognizing that this film might have been a big hit if it could have just done more. Like if the, if the bad guys could have said, oh, that's another thing. If the bad guys could have said or done anything like bad guys would do, right. instead of, you want me to instead kill a cop? PG Shucks, man. I don't know if I can kill that guy. Golly gee, what are you trying to set me up for? You know, right. Which the also thing... leads to that horrible scene when he actually goes to get the guy. Okay, that's what I was just going to say. When, he, when they're like, he's coming... Get ready, the, the bad guy who is in, doesn't matter. And they're like, what are we going to do? Uh, you know, he's like, if you run, he'll kill you. If we fight, you know, we might die anyway. He's like, what, what, what can we do? And he's like, you've got to use anything higher than a 50 cal. And, and that is established earlier in the film. And he says it like they've got something better than a 50 caliber bullet there. Right. But they don't seem to stop him ever with anything. And nothing seems to stop him ever with anything like the, even the big Ed 209 things, which look like they shoot 400 caliber bullets. When he eventually has to fight that in the original movie, you worry he's going to come out of it because you're like, this right. thing will kill you. Right. And instead, what we get is this typical CGI, like he, he hides under its legs, he jumps on its back, he shoots a bunch of stuff, they all malfunction – it was boring. It was. It, it was, was absolutely it was totally boring, boring, and none of it made any it, it, sense. It was at totally all. boring, and you know the thing is when he so I hate now those are two so now those are two different parts, right? Right. So the one part is when he's actually going to get this the drug dealer, this kingpin, the right? Yeah, uh, the kingpin yeah. guy who who like had him thing. killed, right? Right. So he go he finds out where his lair is or whatever, and you know this goes wrong two different ways. Like oh, the cell phone. Like for me, right? Yeah. The w the one way that this goes wrong for me is that, like you said, um, you know, nothing happens. It's it's a giant it, action scene. Yeah. They turn out the lights so that it's dark, which they have to know means nothing to him, just as much <laughs> right. as it means nothing to them, right? Because right, cause they got because the glasses. They, they put the night vision goggles on. Yeah. Like the robot's not going to be able to see in the right. dark, so right. it makes no sense except that it somehow looks good. Mm -hmm. And it probably covers you for some of your PG-13 rating because we can have some people lie and right. you don't see much happen. Yeah. They just fall over. Right. And then that's supposed <laughs> to be great, right? But but the way that goes wrong there is, uh, first of all, just because it's kind of weird and, and nothing happens and they, they're they're all set up and they get behind sandbags and, right. yeah, and you like know, bunker, whatever, whatever yeah. it is happens. 
and, and then nothing happens. He just kind of runs through. He rides his bike in, and right. it's like, oh, I just ride my bike in. And right. which, which you know, I want my computer assisted policemen to mm-hmm. be able to come up with a better plan than that, right? Because that's a stupid plan, right? And but you know, the other way that it goes wrong, it, which is really weird for your movie to go wrong, is that I started like rooting for the bad guys. I'm like going, if yeah. you have all day, right, and you know he's coming, right, and you got anything you want to set up your defense with, right. and you can't stop him, right, then that's gone wrong right there. Right. They, yeah. they actually should kill him. Right. And and then we have to figure out some other way to make the movie go along. But you can't set it up that that heavy mm-hmm. where they can do whatever they want really. They've right. apparently got unlimited guns and resources and yeah. and they have plenty of warning and they're as as whatever, hunkered in as they could be. Yeah. And it still makes no difference. And it makes no difference for no reason, right? Right. Now if Robocop had sat outside for a minute and like been analyzing the data and you see him like looking at stuff and knowing where people are. And then he comes up with some plan and all of a sudden he busts in through the side of the wall and they didn't know he was going to come through there. Right. You know, something where you, you can, but you know, you just like friggin' blow up the front of the building. Right. Yeah. And you do whatever you even, even a one second, a one second fix once they show. And I actually thought he was going to do this. A one-second fix for this is when they put on the cameras. It's not totally infrared. It's like a new infrared. So all you see is white, gray, and dark. Right. And everybody looks like a negative on a film, right. basically. I thought he was just going to flash his high beams, like create a big bright light. Right. No one right. could because the goggles only see white. Right. And I thought that would be genius or just break off the front of his motorcycle. Like I'm showing you really like just crack the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. And I'm People like, that's a quick thing. You doing that. Or if he's got a special bike, just kick on the real super high beams. Do, do and that's all it takes. Something. Or, or, you know, this would have been a good uh, spot for his motorcycle uh, to have something uh-huh. Batmobile-ish about it. You know, like, yeah, right. That's what like, I'm the, like the front end, the front end of his motorcycle comes off and just takes off on its right. own into him and starts Battle shooting ram, or whatever. Something. Yeah. But all that happened was he just kind of walked through and shot everyone. And yeah. you're going, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it was horrible. And it was the same thing as when he fights those guys at the end. Yeah. And here's the difference, too, between this movie and the original movie. This movie goes... Well, you know, when he had to fight that one in the original, that was awesome. So let's make him fight ten. Right. And then, right. and then he'll get through those, and that will be even better. Right. Because if you make more of right, it, right. then it's better. Right. Yeah. But when he fights him, like like you said, oh, first God. of all, you're not ever worried. Yeah, I was about never about right. anything. You right. know, he walks in as soon as they start being really goofy about it. Mm-hmm. Like, because as soon as he goes, my plan is I'll run underneath one. Right. And the other one won't shoot me because it won't have a clear shot or something. Right. And and as soon as you see the other one like looking at him and it mm-hmm. goes searching for a clear shot right. or whatever, yeah, right. as soon as that happens, you go, yeah, whatever, he gets out. Right. I mean, you don't care anymore. All it is just, is a video game now. You just go, whatever. Right. Right. Just press it's A like, at the right time and you'll move. Yeah, it's just right. the boss fight and the little, uh, exactly, press yeah. X now That's and it. then you get past the guy. Yeah. And, you know, I, that was another point where I wanted more interesting stuff to happen where RoboCop has to have some advantage over all of these robots he's killing. Right. And they never like really no. go anywhere with that. Yeah. And and you eventually get you know his uh, his partner busts in and then holds mm-hmm. up his hands and stands in his way and right. the robot won't shoot him right because he's unarmed or whatever right which I'm not even sure that I believe that's the programming they have on yeah. their <laughs> on their robots defending yeah. their if it is their someone overlooked right? a very necessary piece of code but if if that were going to work yeah. You know, I would have just, you know, he could have just grabbed one of those guys outside and brought right. him in with him. Right. And just held him up in front of him and said, look, you can't shoot that guy. And yeah. he just walks past him. I mean, it's like they, they're doing stuff in this movie. It's the perfect classic uh, sci-fi problem that we have all the time where, you know, you're building a world because you want to tell a story, but you're not staying true to your world. Right. And you're, and you're not doing things as they would really happen in your right. world. Even so much – right, exactly. Even so much as – and I noticed these things, and it's partially because I was bored, but also because I felt like they were noticeable – like, this film doesn't take place next year or five years from now. This thing looks like it's a bit in the future. 
And, and, and they reference occasionally. And they do some a couple, a little blip here. Future dates. Yeah. These guys, like one of the one of the ways, like what you were saying, he accesses like phone records and tracks a henchman down to the to the bad guy, the kingpin's place. The guy uses a cell phone like it's from 1990. It looks like a huge brick. And I'm thinking, technologically, this except, would be very. Except that they they show the cell phone and it's it's a weird thing where it's a completely clear glass, clear, yeah, right? And it's a big piece of glass that when you turn it off, then you it, can just see through see it. Through. Like it's just a piece. Of, yeah, it, it's weird. I thought, and that, and I'm not saying that as a nitpicky thing. Um, I'm saying it by way of saying one of the things that the film should have really addressed that it seemed like it was going to do was like, what is the human identity? anymore when we're all under technological enhancements or, right. or advancements rather. And that's what they want to hint at. And they want to believe, you know, this snow white kind of delivery of, well, even if we have chips in our brains, which looks gross, but exciting because of all the prospects that it gives you, humanity will win in the end. That's right. basically the sing song that they want to deliver to you. Right. But they don't touch any of it except to kind of gloss over it. Whereas in the first film, it it ends kind of like this morose, sad thing, like Robocop's in trouble. He actually is getting his ass kicked, and his partner, um, she comes in and distracts and saves him and gives him enough time to, to beat the bad guys. She gets riddled with a few shots, and she's wondering if she's going to die, and he says to her, you know, don't worry, Lewis, they'll fix you. They can fix everything. And he says it with such sadness, you know, because they're going to fix her like him, maybe. Right. And that's not really repairing, but there's like this weird thing going on. Right. This film doesn't even have a clue that that exists no. in any universe. You know, uh, the easy joke here to make is they, they throw in two fan service things. They make Robocop say, dead or alive, you're coming with me, which is from the original. Right. And the I'd buy that for a dollar, which I thought was so clumsy when they did it in the remake. Um. I, I don't know. I'd tell anybody to go buy this for a dollar. Like this no, is, this not is at really, all. I, my feeling is, is if you want to see RoboCop, go to Redbox. Just go, or go to Hulu go and see the original find the original because version because it is as good as anything you could imagine this type of genre film being. And it's 27 years old, man. And this thing is ancient. And it pretty well holds and up. And it does hold up right now. You and can watch it right now. And even, it's just as good. Even watching it on TV with all the edits, I was having a blast. Right. And I just wanted to put it in and watch all the violence, the gore, the nudity, the cursing. Like, that would have enhanced it better for me. So. Right. And, you know, it's so weird to even think, like, whether you think that movie is great or not, and it's yeah. not exactly a great movie, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it does interesting things, and it actually has kind of a story that's worth, telling yeah. and it knows how to tell it yeah and then it just has a bunch of fun right and this movie is no fun like no, i really i never fun. had fun I, it really is the movie fun. there were parts of the movie that were okay there were parts of the it movie looked kind of promising in places and then it just didn't right there were there were parts of it that i liked and like you said the beginning does not kick off too badly it, no, it looks fun. except yeah. that the very beginning with the Samuel L. Jackson kind yeah, of yeah. put me off right away. Yeah. I was like, what What am I watching? This right. is going to be weird. Right. But the first <laughs> parts of it are, were not too bad. Yeah. And there are some scenes that are pretty cool, like with uh, Gary Oldman and yeah. and uh, RoboCop himself, yeah. uh, Kinnaman, I think. Yep. And, uh, you know, he was he was pretty good. Yeah. I, I went into it thinking, I don't know if he's going to be good, and he was pretty good. And Jackie Earl Haley, like you said, he's good. Yeah, he, yeah. he, yeah, he, he was good. good. But none of it was fun. Yeah. There, there was never like, yeah. oh, this is fun, and yeah, look, he's thing. shooting the thing. And you know what I thought was really weird? And uh, we're getting really low on time, but yeah. you know, one of the wow. things that I thought was really weird was that they had the original RoboCop look ever. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, just... just don't even don't even go with it. Just try do yeah. that in the first place. Right. Now they they, it's like they have to meta say that they're updating uh -huh. the movie. Yeah, you know. So yeah. they show you the old one and go, ah, uh, make it cooler. Right. And then right. and then now he's the cooler one. Right. Why do you not just leave know. that out the whole time? I don't know. Anyway, not not a great not a great film. Sorry. No. Go go to the Lego movie. Go to the Lego movie. Will, go will. see Monument Men instead of this. Go go watch the original. That's it. Yeah. That's the RoboCop. I'm actually That's the RoboCop to see. I'm really kind of bummed that Monument Men is yeah, not, it's not uh, getting as picking up some more traction cuz right. even though we reviewed it, even though we re reviewed last it week. last weekend did not say that it was 
the most awesome thing ever. But still, it was. Uh, it has it, moments of fun that this thing could only dream of having. Right. Anyway. Um, anyway. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta wrap up um, next week. I don't, know, I don't remember what what comes out, but I know something really good comes yep. out next week. Yeah, <laughs> so fun. there, that's the uh, yeah. opinion of the movie critics yeah. on next week <laughs> is that there's Visual. something that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot for tuning in, and uh, we will be back next week with something. Yep. And uh, and you know the Oscars are really getting close. close. Yeah. And uh, you know share, subscribe, find us on iTunes. Stitcher, everywhere else you can listen to podcasts. And uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. Yeah, bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.